stop learning and never stop learning. Lose. You only lose when you stop. Welcome to the Growth Velocity Podcast, where you learn from the world's greatest entrepreneurs, marketers, and change makers to help you get the success you are destined for faster. If you are looking for growth in your business and life, you are in the right place. Here is your host, Howard Kingston. The Growth Velocity Podcast. What is up everyone? Howard Kingston here, entrepreneur, marketer, and co-founder of Growth Velocity Academy. In this episode, I wanna talk about how do you successfully launch a new business or a new product? How do you successfully launch something? You've been working on it, you have this dream, you wanna make it a reality, but how do you actually go from idea to a successful launch? And there's definitely a right way and a wrong way to do it. And that's what I want to talk about in this episode. All right. So I remember when I was in university many years ago and I had this idea for a travel business called Irish Ancestral Holidays. I was going to research people's ancestors and bring them from America over to Ireland and bring them on a tour around Ireland. I just thought this was the best idea ever. And I remember I was in university at the time and I remember asking a university professor, like, what should I do? Like, I've never launched a business before. What should I do? And the professor at the time was doing his best and he advised me, oh, well, you have to write a business plan. So we spent about six or seven months more, actually, just writing this business plan, really like researching, creating the perfect plan. All right. And... We also, I also learned how to build a website because I didn't really have any money. So I learned how to build this, build a website for it at the same time. So in a sense, essentially, I probably spent nine months prepping the launch for this company. All right. Then I remember on launch day, it came along and I got, you know, really excited. I'd saved up a bit of money at this point. And I remember I'd found this magazine uh, that I was going to, put the ad in right because this was where my perfect target market was and it was called Irish American Magazine and I think there was one or two other magazines I was like newspapers and stuff I was going to put ads in now this is a few years ago it's kind of before Facebook ads were really accessible um so that wasn't really an option back then I'd probably do that now but back then I couldn't do that so I'd found these like few magazines that were a perfect fit Irish American Magazine I remember was one of them and um I remember saving up my money. I remember launch day coming. And I remember really specifically, I, I, I told all my friends I had to be beside the phone that day because when the phone started ringing, you know, when the magazine hit the shelf, so I had this vision of people re- reading the magazines over in America and just going, whoa, picking up the phone and just calling me and booking holidays. Uh, and anyway, so I was by the phone all day and I, I told my friends I couldn't like I, I couldn't go out and play sports that day and stuff like that because I had to be by the phone. And you can kind of guess what happened. Nobody called and nobody called the next day and nobody called the next day. And true story, I did contact the company, the magazines in question, just to double check the the ad went into those magazines and uh, I got nothing. So that was hugely disappointing to me. And after all that effort, I, you know, I launched this thing and nobody contacted me, right? And But in that, 
when I kind of started reflecting on it, after I kind of got over the initial shock and the initial disappointment back then, I started reflecting on things and I started reflecting. I kind of went, you know what? Like I spent nine months putting this business plan together and then I put the ad in the magazine. What would have happened if I only spent half that time, say four months writing the business plan and then put the ad in the magazine? I would have actually, had the, the outcome would have been the same, wouldn't it? I still wouldn't have gotten any calls. Um, and then I actually thought, well, what if I only spent one month and then put the ad in the magazine? Wouldn't I have learned the same thing? And I would. And then I even went extreme. What if I didn't put, I only spent like half a day on a really short business plan and then put the ads in the magazines on that first day. I still would have learned the same thing, that people didn't want to buy my product. But what wouldn't I have had such an advantage of having nine months of time to change things, to change my approach, because something wasn't quite right, okay? Now, here is one of the biggest lessons I've learned when it comes to launches. And I love launching businesses. I've launched multiple businesses that have gone on to make millions really quickly since then. And one of the biggest lessons I've learned is that, okay? And I wanna unpack the lessons from that experience in this episode, okay? So I wanna talk about three big ideas, and big three, three big tips how to launch successfully, all right? So tip number one, is to grow your audience now and get ready for launch now, right? Not build it and they will come. Because if you think about that first story I talked about with the the holiday company, that's what I did. I built it and I was just making the assumption when I I, I was building it exactly the way they wanted it because that's what the, the vision in my head was and that's what everyone does. And I built this whole thing. And then when I launched it, I realized that actually it wasn't quite what people wanted in the market, okay? And I remember not so long ago, about two years ago, I was running a workshop and there was these two entrepreneurs who had launched a app. And uh, they'd launched an app about six months ago. And I asked how many customers that they had. And they had, uh, we've got about, you know, got about 30 downloads. And when I hear stories like that, people launching something, spending a load of time and money prepping to launch something and then only waiting till after they've launched to market it and try and build an audience to get customers for it, it breaks my heart because they're doing it the wrong way round. All right. And so that is the tip number one. Don't wait until you've launched to start building a demand and building an audience for it. Now, most traditional ways of doing things and like traditional business books and maybe in universities they teach that way you know build the product then market it but that's not the way you should do it right in the real world if you're launching a product and you want to minimize the risk of failure which of course you do do it the other way around all right so picture this other way around, all right? You wanna start building up an audience for it first, then launch it. Because think about it this way, imagine if you had two options. One, you you were going to launch a product to a stadium full of people who had already said they were interested in it. Imagine that. Imagine how well the 
the launch would go, if you already had a stadium full of people interested in what your product offers, and all you have to do is walk out onto the stage and go, guys, this is it. A bit like Steve Jobs, right? That's how Steve Jobs used to um, release Apple products. He'd have a state, he'd have a, a room full of people waiting to hear what what you know what was actually in the launch. Now let's just compare that to what essentially I did when I was launching that holiday business. I waited until I had the product right and ready to talk about, and then I went out and I saw if I could. I went out to see if I could get anyone into the stadium. I had an empty stadium, okay? And I went out and I was trying to pull people into the stadium after it was ready. So think about it that way. Like naturally, if you had a, if you can launch to a stadium full of people or you can launch to an empty stadium, which of those two are gonna work better? And I think you know the answer, all right? So tip number one is start filling the people into the stadium now. And really practically what that means is, you know, start building an audience, even if that's just a simple landing page. And that's actually what I recommend to most people, just start with a simple landing page with a way to collect email addresses. And then when you're, you know, you can start like talking to people about it and adding people into that email list. And you'll be surprised over a month or two how many people you get in there. Even if, if you have like 500 people indicated interests about your product before you launch, you know, that is just such a cool thing to be able to promote on launch day. You've got 500 people there to email about your launch and guaranteed your launch is going to go better on launch day. Okay, so that's tip number one. Tip number two is test your assumptions. Test your assumptions. Tip number two. So one of the biggest reasons people fail and launches fail is because people think they know what the market wants because they have this dream of like what their idea is. But when they then launch it, uh, you know, people don't want it quite in the same way and they don't react in the way that you think. They, th they think everyone will be jumping at your product, but you know, they actually don't. What is the Mike Tyson uh, quote who says, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face. And it's a little bit like that when you're launching a product. All right, you have this perfectly laid out plan, everyone's gonna to want to buy it, and then you <laughs> you launch it and it's like tumbleweeds. And guys, that sucks. So we don't want that, all right? So what we wanna do is we need to test those assumptions. Now, this idea I learned from The Lean Startup. It's a book, you should really read it. It's The Lean Startup by Eric Ries. Okay, and it had a huge impression on me when I was first launching my technology companies. And it's all about testing the assumptions. Now, I have a slight kind of riff on it, like I've kind of evolved the way what's in the Lean Startup methodology, and I do something called a minimum viable test. Okay, a minimum viable test, MVT. And the first thing, think of it like a triangle. Okay, on the top left of the triangle, the first thing you want to write down is the riskiest assumption to do with your product launch, the riskiest assumption. So have a think about, almost do like a, a post-mortem on your product. It's called a pre-mortem. Imagine it's six months from now and your product launch failed. Why did it fail? Write down a list. You know, what if it failed, why might it fail? Okay, and one example might be 
because no one wanted to buy it. You know, that might be one example. There might be other reasons, like, for example, you didn't get approval or the regulator didn't, you know, there might be lots of different reasons, right? But you want to make a list of those things because these are the biggest risks. And a good entrepreneur minimizes the risk. So now what you want to do is move on to the second side, top right of the triangle, and you want to test those assumptions. So let me bring this to life with a real life example of how I did this with a, I helped a business do this on a product launch. Okay, so a former uh, student of mine, Barry, came to me about a year or two ago and he was like, hey, I've got this crazy idea. I want to build the world's largest zip line in the middle of London beside Big Ben. I was like, okay, that's pretty crazy, but you know what? I like crazy, so let's, let's <laughs> I want to hear more. And uh, anyway, he had this idea and... You know, so we built out this triangle. I did exactly like I'm talking about now and said, what's the riskiest assumptions here? Why might this fail? Because like, you know, this was a project that had already like hundreds of thousands of investment behind it, um, was going to be very high profile. So if, if it failed, it would have been a very high profile failure in the press and everything. Okay, so kind of really looked at that. And we saw on the left hand side, we saw what is on what's the riskiest assumption? Well, for me, it's always like there was a few things about getting planning permission. That's cool. That was struck off. Barry was able to tell me about that. But then there was one a riskiest assumption around would people actually buy this? Would anyone want to do it? So that was a test we needed to do. So we pulled that over to the right hand side of the triangle. How do you run like how could we test that? So how do you just have a think about that? How would you test whether someone would buy tickets for a zip line that didn't exist? How would you do that? Have a think. So in our case, what we did was we, we created a quick landing page. All right. And when I think of a quick test, I would think of something that I can do in a weekend that costs almost no money. All right. So I really try and put constraints on that. I don't let me let a test go on for months. One weekend um, and minimum viable test, right? So we we created a landing page at, on Eventbrite, super easy to do, and we ran some ads to it. And people started buying tickets. And we could see by the cost per acquisition that, you know, it, at, it was very it was very low. People were actually searching on Google for zip lines in London. So, and there was a demand already there for it. And people were buying the tickets, even though it didn't even exist yet. So we knew if we uh, kind of scaled that, uh, we were able, we would be able to, um, you know, kind of sell more tickets and we'd be able to, uh, you know, kind of like make a bit of a success about it. Now it was, you know, so that was enough for us to go, okay, there is a demand there. Okay, does that make sense? So they're the things that you want to do when you're creating, when you're testing your assumptions. So that's tip number two. And then tip number three for a successful launch is blow up the balloon. When I'm thinking about um, a launch, the way I think about it is, imagine you have a balloon and you're blowing up the balloon, right? So you want to be putting in a lot of effort into lining up all of your social media channels, lining up all your emails, getting everything ready for launch day. Because on launch day, pop, it's like popping the balloon and you want a load of noise happening on that one launch day. You don't want to be like dripping it out, like, you know, meekly over over a few days. No, you want to build up lots of like kind of all your 
you want to build up your pre-launch list, get a few hundred people in there. You want to get all your social media stuff ready. You want to maybe line up some press, like all your activities, and then pop the balloon on that launch day because that's when people will see there's a bit of buzz about something and they'll get excited about it and they'll back it as well. All right. So, guys, I've just been sharing the three top tips what I would do if I was going to maximize the success of my launch day. Tip number one is to grow your audience now. Don't wait till it's built. Tip number two means test your MV, your, your minimum viable test. test. Test your assumptions. So important. And then tip number three is blow up your balloon. Okay. And uh, I really want you to take action on this. If you know anyone that would benefit from hearing this that's maybe going through a launch themselves please share it and as a bonus for you I have written out my minimum viable test launch sheet so it really breaks down how do you test your assumptions and how do you create your landing page I've got a, that as a bonus for you in the notes of this episode and uh, you can download it for completely free there okay this is Howard Kingston here and I'll see you in the next episode